time today is Friday the 13th of April 2018. This is The Gap, episode 414. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Bureau is here. What's going on, Job? Very spooky greetings to you there, Luke, uh, on yeah. this wonderful Friday the 13th. Um, I'm very excited. I feel like you. this could be the first time we've done it on Friday the 13th. Surely not. I think. I guess we never do like we never used to do it on a Friday at all, right? So, mm. yeah, it might actually be our first very spooky podcast. Yeah, our spookiest podcast. Yes. Wow. Yep. It's a lot to take in. It's been a busy week. A lot going on. Fucking super busy week, and it's just going to get busy on because fucking I am Sydney's less than a month away, and yeah, mm. just feels. Feels very overwhelming. I'm glad that I got to play God of War when I did, because I don't think I would have been able to pretty much from here on out, I think. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, Sony's done that thing again where they're pretty lenient on their review time. Um, so yeah. having it look, like be sent out last week was a good week because it was really a quiet week last week. Yeah, it was. And like, when when the fuck does the game come out? I can't believe it's, it's like so far out, right? Some, it's crazy. It's like a full another like seven days of some shit yeah. before it actually uh, between review, and that's killing me because there's so much I want to talk about with that game that I don't think we can because <laughs> I you got to tiptoe around a lot of shit because mm, I feel yeah. like like it's pretty story heavy and you don't want to spoil shit for the people you know people who like who could not have had an opportunity to play it, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, even talking about specific game mechanics can be spoilerish, I feel like, in this in this instance as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, we might we might come back to that a bit later. Good idea. Yeah, let's let's start off with um a few other things first. What should we kick off with? Uh-huh. Uh, Lara Croft Go. <laughs> Let's start at that side of the spectrum. Um, I, uh, I, st- I played a bit of this, or, or most of it, um, over the last week. They uh, it was part of the humble bundle, um, the uh, the like the monthly one they do that I signed up for when they did Dark Souls Three. Oh yeah, um, and I haven't uh, unsubscribed because you know you get a decent amount of games every month. It's like six six or eight between somewhere around there. Um, and there, there was two that were in this one, which were uh, Mafia 3 and the DLC, um, and then also Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided. I'm not sure which one it was. The, the, basically the one that came out about a year and a half ago. Right. Which I already had, so I, I gave that away to... Well, I gave Mafia away to one of our friends. Um, but yeah, Lara Croft Go. I'd heard some really good things about it. Um, I... Th- I think we've talked about it on here before. Did you play it way back? Or was no, it- I played Hitman Go. Right. Hitman uh, Go sounds like a fucking Pokemon name. Yeah. So Can't I get over it. Yeah, the, the Go games, um, I guess, were more or less designed for the mobile platform. Um, but it, it translates like perfectly fine across to PC, uh, which is where I'm playing at the moment. Right. And it's basically just a puzzle game um, where yeah. you are controlling a character, um, in this case, Lara Croft, and uh, trying to solve puzzles on the screen and then progress through each level. And it starts off quite basic, um, uh, you know, moving from, from room to room, sort of uh, 
avoiding traps and and uh, obstacles like enemies, um, and then just trying to solve the actual puzzle for that specific room. And they kind of keep adding extra elements along to um, to the game as you sort of progress. Uh, and so the main game for me was quite easy. Uh, it wasn't too challenging at all. There's I think three worlds in the, the first game, uh, and then the credits rolled. Yeah. And um I was like, alright, I'm gonna go back and get all the um the like uh achievements or the there's like collectibles in the games that you can go through and, and find. They just like uh you kinda just click on the thing on the screen, like it's it's not something you have to move to, it's just like a hidden object within the screen. It's like, oh you click on that and um you get the collectible item and then once you get a certain amount of them it can unlock a uh like an outfit for, for her to wear. Um just all cosmetic stuff. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm pretty. It seemed like I was pretty close to doing most of them, so I went back and and uh, started replaying that. And then for some reason, I went back to the main screen. Like as I was sort of skipping through levels, I was like, wait, what the fuck? What are these two over here? And there's like an extra two worlds that the game has, um, right. which I assume were some sort of like DLC add-on or or like updates that were put on there later on. And so then I jumped into. Um, like one of these worlds and started playing it's like a whole new set of levels like eight, eight more levels and uh they're fucking hard they're huh. like f- full-on brutally hard and i was like oh okay here we go here's the proper game <laughs> and um i did a handful of them and was like, all right yeah this is a lot uh, more challenging so yeah i really appreciated that um they kind of lumped in those extra levels at the end there that that are really a lot more challenging so that's that's good i, I quite enjoy that part but that is that's good yeah, did, did did you have that issue at all with Hitman? You found it a bit easy? I did find it pretty easy, and uh, I doubt I've got... Uh, I don't think it'll be saved on my phone anymore because I played on my phone. Hmm. But uh, maybe I'll have to go back and see if I can find some uh, extra shit. Yeah, so there's a hint system within the game that um, you can click on uh, in the main menu, and it will show you sort of the pathing that you need to take in order to solve the puzzle. Um, and I didn't use it at all when, when I played the, uh, like the main, yeah. main quest or main storyline, whatever. And then when I got into this extra set of levels, I like, I was stumped on like one of the first ones that I did. I think it was the first or second level. Um, and I had to break out that hint system. Wow. And when it showed me what to do, I was like, there is no way I would have ever solved that. <laughs> oh, wow. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that, is that what we're going for? But I think that's because... Um, the ramp in difficulty kind of just went so far and beyond what I was used to that I was like, oh, okay, that's where I need to be thinking now. That's like the type of mindset I need to be in um, in order to solve these puzzles now. So, yeah, it was a, a lot more challenging, which, um, yeah, I can appreciate that because the main game was a bit more uh, lenient and easier, a bit more casual, I think. Um, but I think it's a, it's a really good game. It's a lot of fun. Um, and it's the type of thing you can go play a couple levels of when you got a, a bit of time and sort of come back later on and keep going but yeah i sort of played it through like an entire city because i was having a lot of fun with it that's awesome yeah and i think they've done like um they've done hitman uh did they do a, like a deus ex one or were they announced one something like that i'm not sure uh if they did i'll have to get it especially if it's on pc yeah okay so it actually came out in 2016 Fucking hell. <laughs> Look at us go. Yeah. Like, 
the GA podcast, the Gap podcast for all your 2016 video game news. Uh, so Hitman, Hitman was the first one, 2014. Lycroft Go in 2015. And then Deus Ex in 2016. And it doesn't look like they did one after that. They gave up. They ran out of IPs. Oh. Gutted. Um, yeah, they could have, um, I don't know, what, Final Fantasy Go? Kane and Lynch Go? Kane and Lynch Go? Yeah. That's one they could do. I think that's that's all they got, right? Thief Go? Thief Go? Thief Go, yeah. That'd be fucking amazing. Hmm. But Thief wasn't them. But Square owns it now, right? Do they? Do they, though? I don't think so. I don't think so. Surely not. When's the last Thief? Thief 3. The uh, the Idos one. Oh, they do too. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, there you go. Fucking, you put me in my place. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a fun game. It's just a lot of fun. Definitely recommend checking it out um, if you've got some time. Uh, what else you got here um, that we can talk about? World of Tanks 1.0. Yep. Have you played any of this yet? No. Should I? No. Um, it's, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, so, in terms of... Um, I, I didn't even realize it wasn't at 1.0 yet because that, that game has been around for a, a long time. A um, Yeah, so I went along to a uh, an event this week where they were showing off uh, sort of like what has changed in the game since it's launched mm. um, and kind of like what 1.0 means for them. And um, they're sort of describing it as like a rebirth. So I guess uh, Dota 2 did something similar where they, they created the new source engine Mm. And then uh, ported the game across to that, and um, it allowed them to sort of do some extra bits and pieces on the back end with you know being able to uh, create more mechanics and, and you know update the game to an engine that wasn't ten years old. Um, and that's kind of what they're doing with with World of Tanks. Uh, you know, it's been around for such a long time that um, it was you know a bit of a type of change. So the actual core gameplay hasn't changed at all. Um, it's primarily just like uh, a huge like visual overhaul. So they they created this core engine um, and added in like a you know havoc the uh, physics technology. Yep. They've dumped it like some havoc stuff in there, and um, that's sort of like destructibility. Um, so while you're shooting and blowing up things in tanks, it's creating uh, like chaos within the, the world on the map. Um, things are blowing up. But it's like I, I asked the guy if that's just an aesthetic thing at the moment, and it is. It's just like a visual um, tool that they're using. It doesn't actually affect any gameplay elements, so you can't like blow up a bridge and then have that like block a route or anything, or oh, right. um, or, or like uh, shoot a hole out of a wall um, uh, or or a building, things like that. So at the moment, it's purely just a, a visual tool. Um, yeah, and they talked about like how they uh, it just basically allows them to do more tools and and um, things in the back end for the game, uh, and also sort of not compromise people that are already playing that game. Like on older technology, they they put a lot of work into optimizing that engine so that it still ran on sort of older PCs. Um, yeah, man, and it looks really good. Like they showed kind of the evolution of the way that game looked sort of from start to all the major updates to where it is now. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, it looks really pretty now. Uh, and it still runs. It seems to run really good. So I installed it. Does uh, it look, hang on, does it look really pretty because you like just saw how bad it used to look? Is it like, does it look pretty? It looks better now. Cause I independently, remember- like obviously it looks better, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, is it, would you say it's a good looking game in general now, or is it a good looking game compared to what it used to look? I think it's still a good looking game now. Um, if you th- there's some videos online of showing you like what the new maps look like compared yeah. to what they were before, um, and they're doing things with like uh, one of the new maps they released is a it's called Glacier, and it's it's built around all these ice glaciers and and uh, sort of like water. Um, around it and that could become a hazard like falling into it and and drowning your tank basically um, so they're trying to do new things with the technology they've got and sort of implementing them into the game as well um, but yeah it was like 20 29 maps they went and redesigned like all visually and also a little bit um, in terms of like balancing the game as well um, right for the metal um, so yeah there is a video online that kind of shows you the progression of those maps and how they look before and how the redesigned ones look. And I think, yeah, it looks a lot better. Even to say, like, when we played this, uh, what was it, like two years back or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks a, a lot better now than, than what it did. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, does it look good or does it look better? I think it looks good. Like, just generally good? Yeah. Compared to you've been playing God of War all week. Yeah. <laughs> I've just opened up a video that started playing. Um, yeah, if you type in World of Tanks down to Google, it'll show you like the 1.0 update review. No, I understand. I'm watching. I'm watching such a thing right now. Yeah, that looks good, right? That's what the game looks like now. It looks fine. I think it looks good. Like I, I think it looks objectively better, but of course it looks objectively better than the game that released in 2010. Yeah, because there's eight years have passed. Like, you'd fucking hope it'd look better. That water looks fucking spectacular. I'll give it that. <laughs> that ain't the no fucking... Sea of Thieves water. <laughs> no, but, the, like, the impact of the, like, shells on the water, that looks fucking awesome. That's really cool. But I don't think it looks... Like, the fucking... The, the way walls break down is kind of goofy still. And yeah. It's got some fucking ugly rock textures still and stuff like that. I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just, right, it looks like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I played enough of the original to um, get an idea of. Sort of- I'm not talking, but I'm talking about like independent of everything. Yeah, I think if you were showing this game out of nothing, you'd be like, yeah, that, look- that game looks fucking good. Yeah, well, I think the thing is that when we were w- watching it, it wasn't like 4K and shit like that as well. I hate to bring it up again. But I've got a 4K. But you've been playing fucking God of War all week. Not in 4K. Oh my God, who fucking cares? <laughs> I didn't say this is the best looking game you'll ever set your eyes on. But you surely have a different understanding of what good must be, right? For a, a free to play tank game? Just as this looks better because you're directly looking at what it used to look like, yeah. right? Surely, then, having directly looked at what fucking God of War looks like, this must look worse. Yeah, right? But, but now, like, everything looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, all I wanted you to say is that this game looks like shit, okay? Yeah, okay. Game looks uh, like shit. <laughs> um, 
It doesn't. And actually, yeah, there, there's definitely like there's bits. There's bits of it that look like still goofy as balls, but there's also a few real highlights. I think the the water stuff is awesome. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I also installed it when I got home, um, and I played like six or seven games. Um, and this is at like I don't know one o'clock at night um, on the Australian servers, so that was good because it was nice. finding matches. Because I, I know at one stage they were doing like weird uh, like times for the servers to be switched on and off, and I, I think yeah. they got rid of that. Right? It was it's now up all time. Oh, is it? I didn't. I'm, know. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but it was up still when I was playing. Um, yeah, I was finding games. There's no latency issues at all. I think I was, you know, it seemed like everybody was decent ping. Um, so yeah, seems to be working pretty good down here. But yeah, that that seems to be like a game that we've said we're going to get back into and start playing. But nothing happened. I don't know what's going on. Let's download it right now. I, well, yeah, not right now because the audio quality stuff up. But okay, let's I've not download it, it right a, now. I've got it uh, installed, so whenever you guys want to jump in, we can do it. Excellent. I'll forget again, yep. unless you specifically remind me to. Yep. Because I've got other games to play, buddy. Oh, like what? It's a little game I like to call... Uh, what did I put on the list? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there goes that There goes that transition. Yeah. Superhot MCD. I'm still playing Superhot. All oh, right. They dropped an update uh, this week. Okay, this is super hard mind control delete. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I dropped an update that sort of changes how the game pro- like does progression. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's like it's definitely different. Uh, so now you sort of you progress down this pyramid uh, as you like as you play, and that opens up more and more stuff as you go through. So each time you do a level, so remember last week I was talking about how you'd do like 12 levels or I think 12, 12 or 13 levels. Mm. And uh, each level you'd have to like get through more uh, challenges before you got to the end. Well, uh, yeah, that's basically like they've rejigged it so that it's clearer, like the sense of progression is clearer and there's unlockable stuff now around the show uh but i'm still taking a little bit of time to get through it because i have to do all the really early levels again which i find them very challenging so uh because i found like you know how i said everything was randomized uh, i found that it's not actually like they lean on the randomization a little bit so in the earlier levels they're less likely to have the really powerful weapons uh which means like a couple of times i'll start a run and they won't have any weapons at all. And if they're not, if they're not holding a fucking at least a pistol, they are like it's way too easy to deal with. They never do anything. They never sh- like worry you at all. <laughs> so it's just a bit of a slog to get back to the point where I was up to. But I guess that's the like that's the early access curse, right? Like if you're going to buy in early, then you're going to have to deal with them resetting progression so that they can show you how the game actually is supposed to work and stuff um yeah uh and it looks like they added in like some extra like random challenges so the further you get down i haven't reached any i haven't seen any yet but i saw in the update like they they've added in basically like walls Mm. because 
I think last week, again, I was saying that you've got this, like, this pattern, this way about thinking about a level that you, like, you know about. Like, that's how you, I think I was saying, you know, I know where the gun is. So I know if I start here, I know I need to make my way over here. Uh Although we've added in these glitched barriers uh, as part of the game canon that sort of, like, block off routes. Yeah. And so it's like an extra layer of complexity. The further you get into the game, um, you'll have to like get around these fucking extra walls, basically, uh, which is, yeah, a little bit, um, I guess, more complicated. Uh, they talked about some other stuff that they were um, adding in. And yeah, I don't know, man. They said there's less mushrooms. I don't know what mushrooms refers to. (laughs) I thought I was very good at the game, but I have no idea what fucking mushrooms refers to. Uh, They sped up the player character a bit. Um, I don't think they needed to, but uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's it. Still good. I still like. I still really like it. But yeah, I just I don't need to learn how to play it again, so I don't need the early levels. So yeah. I'd prefer to not be playing the early levels. Yeah. Rare exploding mushrooms sighted. Maybe they're just a rare thing. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Mm. No idea. Anyway, moving on. What else have we got? Uh, we can talk about Lawbreakers. Um, uh, Boss Key. Is that the name of the company? Yeah, Boss Key. Yes. Um, Cliffy Bees or Cliff Blazinski. His company yep. uh, has suspended development of Lawbreakers. That's news. What are you doing news for? No, well, I'm, I'm, I'm scoping across this part. Uh, oh. And then a, a day a day later, they announced a new game. Yep. Which they're bringing out to Early Access. Well, it's out in Early Access now. It's out in Early Access, yes. It's called Radical Heights, and it's a Battle Royale game. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Battle Royale game in the vein of uh like an 80s cartoon tv show yeah 80s cartoon um like game show um so sort of running man style um did your did your helmet just fall off or something yeah my helmet just (laughs) fell off uh yeah sort of like this running man style game and yeah the whole time you're playing uh it's doing like it's got this cheesy presenter talking you through what you're doing and all this kind of shit and um it's very fortnighty like if if you were to if we were to if we reach a point where we're splitting um the genre the battle royale genre into two two f- camps there's battle royale uh, there's PUBG games and there's Fortnite games. This one's a Fortnite game. But it does uh, a couple of things from the PUBG realm that I, I appreciate quite a bit. I think it does a good job with. Um, you can aim down sights and uh, your f- initial bullet will hit its fucking target, which is uh, different to Fortnite where you can't aim down sights except with fucking crossbow or the sniper rifle and nothing hits where you're sp- it's supposed to hit. Um but uh, with that in mind, you're still better off, like, basically just hip-firing most of the time anyway because uh, there's a bit of delay when you switch to ADS. 
uh, and generally the like you don't need that much accuracy unless you're far away from other players. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it does that different, and it does armor too. It does armor the PUBG way with by having you equip much like a uh, vest and a helmet. Yep. Otherwise, it's very Fortnite. Um, third person only. It's super cartoony. You like there are vehicles, but there's only BMX bikes at the moment. Uh, you can do jumps on the BMX bikes. Actually, sort of like rolling around on them because there's no fall damage. So it's not like if you fuck up, you're dead or anything. I haven't been able to kill myself on it anyway. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Basically, you you jump into a game and it starts off, and the guy, like the cheesy announcer, like. Yeah, basically talks talks you through what you're gonna do. It's like it's time to start the game. Let's go, and then you jump out, and uh, the moment you like enter, like you go from the lobby room, and you're literally just dumped into midair, mm. uh, not in a plane or anything like that. Everyone is dumped in a random spot over the top of the map, and you can like fly down. You don't pop a parachute. You just like I don't know, tuck and roll when you hit the ground, um, which super I guess. No, you don't need a superhero because you, <laughs> you keep moving. The super hit. I guess they could add that as an emote or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, so yeah, you. It's an extra layer of RNG. I don't think it's a good thing to be honest. Um, but yeah, then you start to loot. So there's different things you can loot. You can go inside of houses and find guns and all the regular shit you can loot. Uh, you can find cash and you can also find these birthday present type things. These like Christmas present type things. And uh, you open the Christmas present. It makes a noise like, Ba-bam! and then um, like loot pops out. It's usually better loot than what you'll find in a house. Uh, but not always because it's randomized. Anyway, um, so, yeah, that's basically looting. There's also these, like, there's other ways to get loot. There's these, like, showcase spots that you can go up to, and you stand on one for about 20 seconds, and it'll open after you've stood in front of it for 20 seconds, which makes you super vulnerable. It plays a loud sound while you're standing there as well, like a loud, like, and, yeah, so people can hear it playing and they know that you're getting loot. And uh, once it opens, it it could be weapons, it could be, like, any anything. Uh, I've, you get these, um, you've won a trip to blank. Uh, I won a trip to Cleveland once and it was worth fucking nothing it was worth like 200 bucks but if you get a trip to the bahamas it's worth like two grand and meanwhile you trade the money at like vending machines basically for guns uh and yeah once you got a gun go shoot people too easy um there's like you can dodge by pressing f uh but i don't think you've got any iframes in the dodge so you just sort of fucking um I don't know. You do it to move faster, I guess. Yeah. Um, you can zip line places, but only if there's a zip line there already. You can get like power ups, or like you get a trampoline, so you can bounce up somewhere instead of having to go up a 
set of stairs if you're feeling the stairs are too vulnerable. Um, stuff like that. The whole time you're doing it, yeah, there's there's all sorts of shit going on. Like this uh, spin spin wheel might come out over over the fucking map and drop down, and if you go up to it, you'll get a random assortment of weapons. But everyone can see it dropping, and they know where it's going to be, and so they know where you'll be. Um, stuff like that, and everything make noise makes noise like. The spin wheel makes noise. Presents make noise. The prize thing makes noise. Obviously, guns and stuff make noise. Uh, but, like, every now and then, the announcer will just be, like, yapping for no reason. He yaps to everyone, so everyone is affected mm. by this. But it makes it really hard to hear anything. You just sort of sit there, like... I, you're trying to listen to fucking footsteps, but all you can hear is this guy going, well, now I'm going to use my serious voice because we've entered the final circle. You're like, I know, motherfucker. I know it's the final circle. There's nine people left, and I'm trying to fucking win this game. So if you would fucking shut the fuck up, that would be very helpful. Yeah. But, but no, instead, an extra bunch of like music plays, and you're like, well, ain't that excellent. Uh, and yeah, you just sort of fucking have to wear it I guess, you know, like wait for it to finish doing its thing. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I won my first game. Yeah. It's bots. I've won a couple of games. I think it is spots. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like I'm pretty sure I'm not like 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it's bots. Mm. Yeah. Um, my question is, what is with these vending machines? Like, where did this idea come from? Did someone get a scoop of this game from the Fortnite team and then put vending machines in their game? Because I feel uh, like it's not the other way around because it was too quick, right? I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's, it's, an odd, it's an odd coincidence, isn't it? That yeah. It just shot at the same time. Like a week, like a couple of days before this game is announced or comes out that... Fortnite puts vending machines in their games. <laughs> yeah. Is like, it from yeah. another game? <laughs> like, has a different amount of vending machines in there? I it's, don't know. It's so strange. It makes, like... It makes sense to me in this. Like, it's, yeah. it fits. Like, the whole game is constructed around uh, getting the money, getting the cash so that you can get, like, buy stuff in the vending machines. The alternative is anything, like, if you win, you double whatever cash you've got left over. And if you lose, I think you halve the cash you've got. So the whole idea of it being this, like, this game show and you're trying to win money and you can spend that money on getting... Uh, better items that will increase your ability to win, but you know, at the cost of your winnings. I think it's like a clever use of the the concept, uh, and so in, t- in that sense, I think the vending machine makes more sense here. And I wouldn't be surprised if Fortnite uh, Battle Royale, which let's face it, has completely stolen another game's ideas before. Uh, would do it again. Uh, I think it's outside of the realm of possibility for them to just ape another game's ideas. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this has been in development. Is it six months? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super early. Um, I think when PUBG ended up in early access, I think it was about a year into development, somewhere along the lines of that. Um, 
so yeah it's still super early but does it feel like a game that you get like keep playing or you're like oh, i've seen it i'm done for the moment i'll get back um, to it when i add more content well and surely done for the moment it's janky as fuck um and there's already that. cheaters there's already hackers uh, and I could not, I, I like watched a guy very blatantly use ESP hacks, uh, cause you can spectate a player who kills you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I watched this dude and he very blatantly spect, um, like was able to tell where other players were and he was walking straight up to them from behind and shooting them in the back and stuff like that. Uh, he, yeah, I watched him all the way through. I recorded it, but I couldn't find on their forums any way to report a hacker. Um, so, yeah, pretty dis- like pretty disappointing. Not surprising. It's an Unreal Engine game, and it's probably easy to uh, one of those easier ones to support across, like mm-hmm. in terms of hacks, because it is just like yeah, ultimately all of these games use um, the same sorts of like strategies to implement how the server sees data and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's still disappointing. I didn't see anything about any kind of any cheat. So yeah, I think it's just a de- like how depressing a loser do you have to be to hack in a game that's been out for one fucking day <laughs> and actually go for the win. You fucking what a wiener. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know where I saw it. It was on Twitter. I don't know who wrote it. But did you see the tweet about um, <laughs> how this isn't uh, Cliff Blazinski's first Battle Royale game? What? No. No. Uh, Lawbreakers was. It started off with 100 people and ended with one person as well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is savage. <laughs> it's pretty good. That is amazing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know how this one will pan out. It's It seems like, again, uh, and I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but I know I've talked about it to other people that, like, we're, we're in this place where we went through a similar thing with um, with MMORPGs and also, um, like, the MOBA genre where, yeah. like, one or two sort of really big games come out and, and uh, do crazy ridiculous numbers in, in a genre. Yeah. And uh, and then everybody kind of tries to copy them. Yeah. By that stage, it's either too late or the games aren't anywhere near as good. Um, and then, like, it just sort of saturates that market. And, and like, we've seen that with WoW and, uh, I don't know, what's EverQuest and um, those types of games. And then with the MOBA stuff, like League of Legends and Dota. Yep. Um, like even to the point where you've got Blizzard trying to do Heroes of the Storm and that kind of just did not take off at all um, yeah, so now initially having, it's quite popular now it's popular but it's not doing anywhere near as well as I think they hoped it would oh yeah it's not doing lol or total numbers but yeah um, and then this sort of thing with yeah like the PUBG and then Fortnite coming along and I think we're at that point now where you can you can't really have too many of these types of games um, and yeah this is I think this E3 we're going to see a bunch of the big AAA studios announce something but I feel like it's it might be a bit too late yeah yeah uh, because it, it like yeah ultimately you can't have like people playing one game aren't going to play another 
ultimately. Like, I wouldn't, if you're playing, if you enjoy Fortnite, I don't see why you'd play uh, Radical Heights. I don't know who, like, who's that market? Who's the market? So, well, I don't know. Like, you you don't like the building in Fortnite, and maybe, maybe uh, PUBG's a bit too, like, a bit more hardcore in terms of, you know, bullet physics and shit like that whereas this radical heights could be a bit more casual but that's without the building so maybe some are like all right yeah cool totally but you need 100 players or 20 players and bots 80 bots which may be the case in radical heights um you need 100 players per game like for a game uh and i'm wondering right does that do 100 people who want something more like a slightly more casual than PUBG uh, without the building a Fortnite? Like, I, my thing is, right, aren't we? We're sort of backing ourselves into a corner here. The further we get down this list, like, if, if you like PUBG, but you don't like how hardcore it is. <laughs> But you do like Fortnite's third person, but you don't like building. You'll love, and you're like, fucking hell. Like, I think I think we've gotten to a point here where, yeah, the game itself is too niche. Like, mm. it's, a, it's a niche in a genre that's arguably pretty niche, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it was like that. I think there was an announcement recently of like a battle royale game with heroes as well, <laughs> like having uh, hero abilities and support roles. Like paladins, was it paladins that did it? Yep. Yeah, and I just like I don't. That to me doesn't sound like it works. Like it, it doesn't awful. sound like a good idea in terms of game design because yeah, that's just weird. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, this isn't like Radical Heights is not the last Battle Royale game. We'll see in the next like two two months. I feel like E3 is going to be we're going to see a lot. Dude, I have another Battle Royale game I've like installed right now hmm. that I haven't been able to play because it's only only available on weekends. Which but uh, uh, Islands of Nine. Okay, yeah. Like I've watched streams of that uh, when it first came out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that's a bit more like uh, uh, like Hunger Games looking. I feel yeah. Like. yeah, but it's for, it looks first person to me. So it is first person, yeah. Yeah, so at least it's got that. I don't. Know. I'm I'm interested. I'll see what it's what it's got. Um, yeah, but that's been in development for a while, or at least early access, or however they're doing it. Yeah, it's it's definitely they're definitely taking it slow. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Should we move on to go to war? Uh, do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, God of War is the the sequel to God of War three, I guess. Yeah. Um, bit of a different take on this uh, this franchise, right? Like the first four four games or five games. I can't remember how many they made. Because um, there were some like spinoffy. Uh, God of War games that, that came out after 3 um, one of them was like a multiplayer focused one right I think you played that uh, no what no. when did I play that what uh, I don't know I thought someone played it on here or did are you sure yeah, God of War Ascension was that it I don't even remember that 
multiplayer focused. Wasn't it a multiplayer game? Uh, was it? For the life of me, I do not remember a multiplayer multi- uh, God of War. So, oh fuck! Looking at the screenshot, I do remember this. My or bad. It had multiplayer in it. Yeah, I do. I remember going to a multiplayer preview of it and uh, destroying everyone because I'm amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was multiplayer only. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, totally ignorable. I never played the full game. I only ever played the preview. Uh, apparently Ascension's the seventh installment in the God of War series. All right. What? That's crazy. That could be including. Is it? I dropped my helmet again. Remakes. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. Are building a helmet over there. What is going on? <laughs> uh, I can't be stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, very different game, right? The the last ones were this very action orientated, camera back, fast paced sort of puzzle platforming game. Um, yeah. This one is is like complete or yeah very different it's sort of um it's a lot more close behind the back in terms of the camera angle um like a slower paced game there's a lot of exploring like rpg elements um it's very different and uh i think it's really interesting you see games sort of reiterate on themselves every like they'll hey here's the latest in the, this series like your Call of Duties or Assassin's Creed's, um, I think it's the games like this one in particular God of War who really reinvent themselves and come up with some other way of presenting that game and doing something like completely different. You don't see many titles do that. I feel like, um, so like in recent years, The Witcher is kind of one that sort of stands out to me, like where that franchise sort of started and then where three kind of ended like you play one and three and they're pretty you know they're not super different but um in terms of like one of them being this huge open world game the third one and the first one being nothing like that at all um as opposed to them just sort of having a format and just putting a game out with extra elements every couple of years that's how i feel about this game where they've really tried to do something different and unique yeah and um yeah, man, I think it's paid off hugely for them. Yeah. Um, I it, I have played about 15 to 20 hours of it and extremely loving it. It's really fucking good. It is. It's it's very good. I uh, I finished it. Um, it's tough. I reckon we got to do a fucking special app on this because hmm. there's a lot I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of spoiler shit I want to talk about. Um and like I want to go real deep into it because there's some really interesting stuff that they do uh, around, um, I guess, how the game uh, treats Norse mythology and how uh, it treats like mythology in general. Uh, and I think it's really interesting. But there's also like the interpersonal relationships and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's, there's fucking tons that I love about this game. There's some stuff that I don't like very much. Um, and I think like when I finished the game, I was fucking, I was up there with everyone else. And then I continue to play. You can like when, when you finish the credits roll, but you can continue to play in the game world. Hmm. 
Um, I don't know if the, there might be some more shit to find. Some extra extra stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to tell. There's some indications that the roll credit, even though it is technically the end of the story, uh, is not the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that said, uh, yeah. Like, I started to dislike it a lot more the more I played it after the credits rolled. Yeah. Uh, mostly because all I had left was like um, stupid, like finding things, collectibles, collectibles, or uh, a particular set of boss battles that don't really um, adhere to the rules of the rest of the game, uh, and that always bugs the fuck out of me. So, like, it's it feels like you play this entire game learning the rules of the world and then these boss battles there's nine of them um don't adhere to the the same rules you spend the entire game learning that feels like a bit of a dick punch i guess so that annoys me and further to that like uh you really start to see the flaws in the combat system Mm -hmm. um when you're fighting because these bosses are pretty fucking tough uh, they put you some, in some pretty fucking rough circumstances. And, uh, yeah, you start to see the fuck, the flaws that the combat system has when you reach a point where you die because of those flaws. That sort of highlights, and you don't notice, I played it through the entire game on normal. Yeah. Uh, I didn't play it on hard, or I didn't play it on extra hard. Extra, I love, before I go on, I love to death that extra hard has a... Like, it's not just a health buff for enemies. Did you see that? No, I haven't looked at it yet. If you play on God of War mode, they rejig what enemies you face off against and their positioning and all this kind of shit to make it as hard as possible, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Like, that that's what I want. I, I, I want to see that out of a difficulty setting. That's, uh, like, I, I'm sick of seeing fucking more health for enemies and less health for you or whatever, like less damage resistance for you or whatever the fuck. I just think that's tedious. Please. In those situations, you may as well just play on easy if you're not having fun with the combat. I had fun with the combat. 90% of, uh, 99% of the way through, uh, I really enjoyed the combat. Um, it was just these... Like, I didn't even hate it for eight of these bosses. It's just the ninth one. The circumstances around it... Uh, like uh, just every loss feels like you've been just dicked. Um, you've been fucked around by the game, uh, and yeah, it's just a really unsatisfying way to lose. Uh, and it is definitely a flaw in the combat system. Man, it's tough to talk about. I'm fucking <laughs> like I'm dancing on fucking needles over here like i'm just trying to fucking dodge around saying anything in particular Mm. uh but like i guess like the key problem is the camera system i don't know if you've noticed it but you can lock onto enemies like dark souls style everyone talks about how it's a dark souls style combat Mm. and so i get it i get the comparisons but it's not no it's not uh it would like i could see it like if I ever chose to use the worst possible fucking weapon in Dark Souls, like, imagine the fucking... I don't know. Imagine the giant hammer 
but it never did enough damage to make the timing worth picking up. Like fucking the ladle, mm. right? That's what that's what God of War feels like to me, rolling around with his big fucking axe, is if you would have played Dark Souls and only with the ladle, but it hits slower. Because it's not like you don't feel like you're doing enough damage. You're just not doing enough damage for the amount of time that his attacks take to wind up and shit. Like, you press the button and he, like, engages in his combat uh, combo, but... Like, it feels, compared to what you see in Dark Souls, and especially compared to what you see in Bloodborne, it feels like fucking eternity passes between you pressing the button and it actually doing it. And that definitely happens with some weapons in Dark Souls. But the payoff is always, you do fucking huge damage. So you have to you have to get the timing right uh, to make sure you get the hits in. But when you do get the hits in... You're rewarded with a fuck ton of damage on target. In this, you just always do a fucking shit amount of damage. So you have to get the timing right. It's fine. Over the course of like a 30 to 40 hour game, it's fine. You will get the timing right. But it never feels satisfying. And to directly compare it to Dark Souls, if it just to me, it feels like playing Dark Souls with a weapon I would never fucking pick up. Uh, like that, that is, that's the Dark Souls experience. Uh, like looking at God of War through the Dark Souls lens. Uh, but on top of that, like you can lock onto enemies, but it is super inconsistent and you will constantly, anytime an enemy goes into the air, uh, which I don't know if you remember God of War, but juggling enemies was pretty fucking, pretty much a thing. Yeah. Um, anytime an enemy co- like leaves, feet leave the ground, you seem to lose lock on. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that. Or because you don't use lock-on, right? Yeah. I don't use lock-on except for bosses. Um, yeah, well... For general enemies, I'm just like, all right. I still feel like you can definitely juggle with with the you, basic... You can juggle. You, you can juggle. You just can't lock-on and juggle. Yeah. Okay. Because you lose, like, it loses the lock-on. And if you're using that as, like, your key method of uh, camera management, then you you get yourself in a lot of trouble. Uh so yeah, you just have to. You just don't use lock on basically ever. Right. I mean, the camera loses it loses bosses pretty regularly as well, like speedier bosses. It loses them uh, quite regularly, which can make like follow up attacks pretty difficult. Uh, and it turns into like the worst sort of Dark Souls fight, where you like have like one of those Souls fights where you don't attack at all until. Like, you've learned all of the enemy's animations, and then you know the three safe animations where you can attack. Mm. That's what it feels like. It feels like you wind up in a situation, because you know that if, like, say said enemy has 15 animations, uh, you know that during, like, five of them, you could safe attack, and you won't get punished for it, but you'll like lose them when they dodge away. The camera won't follow them. So, and then you're not safe. You can get punished for that um, because 
you don't know what their next move will be, but if it's one of the ones that instant punishes, you're pretty fucked. Um, and another five of the uh, animations are in the air, and so you can't reach them, so it's pointless. You just have to ping them with Traeus's arrows, uh, which don't really do enough damage to be worth it, but you literally can't do anything about them. It's just not worth trying. Um, and then another, like, another two... Uh, you are not safe at all to attack because they poise, uh, to borrow the Dark Souls term, they poise directly through the attacks, and so they can punish you while you are still mid-combo, uh, in which case you will just eat a fuck-ton of shit and you'll probably die in the fight. So you, you know that those the three remaining attacks are safe and you just have to wait for those animations to play so that you can attack and it just drags out the fucking the fight right i find that annoying um but oh my god i feel like all i'm doing is complaining about this game <laughs> but it's because like it's because there's not much to complain about, like because everything else is so good <laughs> everything else is spectacular it is this massive i i went in oh my god i went in like uh the Hyper Magazine reviewer must have. Now, did you see that review? I saw that. That is the worst thing. Oh, my God. I've read in a while. There's, there's a line. There's a line. There's a line. There's a line. I'm going to read it. I'm going to fucking read it straight out. Um, fuck, I'm going to go find it. Uh, give me a sec. Um, I have no doubt that throughout the course of the game, he will soften, even as his son hardens. But I'm struggling to muster the enthusiasm to care enough to see it through to that point. Cool. So you just admitted that you didn't finish the fucking game. Fair enough. Perhaps you shouldn't criticize the game's characterization if you haven't even resolved to um, play the full fucking thing. Yeah. There's, uh, there's other things in that review that makes me think as well that they haven't finished or even gotten like a third of the way through. I, based on, there's like, uh, just before it, they talk about, I'm not going to say what yeah. exactly, because I feel like it, even it is spoilery, yeah, but, uh, yeah, they pretty heavily indicate where they got up to yeah. and it's, yeah, it's at best just past the third of the way through the game at best. Um, yeah. It's a bad review. It is a bad. And if I was the editor of that. And people started like if I started to get wind of people saying, "Hey, this person actually hasn't," uh, like not. I understand not being able to finish it. Like if it's a giant, enormous game, but like not even halfway through. It's uh, yeah, and it seems like just judging from that writing, they had a gripe from the like get go. Yeah, they went in thinking they'd hate it. Um, before I continue on that point. The game's not out for a fucking week. Yeah. Right? Seven more days. So just fucking finish it. It doesn't matter if you're not up. You could be the review that goes up on launch. The The way the fucking, like, SEO works these days, like, releasing at the exact same time as literally everyone else is doing yourself no favors. If you were to, like, release when everyone's searching for it on fucking launch day or the day before launch day, then that is actually going to be way better for you. So you may as well fucking finish the game instead of just being like, oh, I don't even want to. I fucking hate this. Oh, I'm drinking all my my 
fucking muscle shake and all this kind of shit. Like, fuck off, idiot. Like, that is just painful. It's it's so painful to read. That review is awful. Anyway, um, on that point, I went in expecting to hate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I full-blown did. I went in thinking this is going to be some... Sin- like, they are going to take the God of War, uh, like, tight, beat-em-up combat experience that I love and, the you know, the fantastic puzzles and they're going to turn it into this emotional journey uh, about Dad of War uh, and they're going to fucking ruin a series that I always really liked and I can already tell that they're going to do this because of the fucking the camera angle. It's so tight on his shoulders and you know that that's supposed to be like really close in on him. I think Batman and, was the first one to sort of try and do that. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Although, uh, yeah, well, it's, I think Arkham Asylum might be the best actual comparison point for this game. Maybe like with a touch of city in it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's got that, that style of like, it's, it's now starting to borrow elements from Arkham or Zelda or Darksiders. It does. It does it in much the same way that, like, it, it borrows from yeah the Zelda games in the same way that I feel the Arkham games did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't this. Like, it, it definitely has a storyline um, about Kratos and his son Atreus, uh, and it tells that story fantastically, uh, and it tells it in a manner that I think is quite personal. And, uh, like, will have a personal impact on people. But it isn't just, like, that isn't the whole game. That isn't, you aren't, like, going through action sequences just to get to the next story beat, you know? And I feel like a lot of game, a lot of single-player linear narrative games these days have wound up being that's sort of uh scenario that sort of yeah the game exists is the game is in the way of the story a lot of the time and that's like that's what i wasn't looking forward to and that's absolutely not what happened like god of war it opens up spectacularly i was staggered oh, yeah, man. when it got to like when it got to the start of the open world sort of shit hmm. i'm like Jesus Christ, this game is huge. <laughs> Mammoth. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, for me, um, there is, like, that opening hour and a half, two hours, where you you, you sort of start off on this, this journey with your kid, and you get to a point where there's the first, like, proper boss fight. After that finished, I was like, holy shit, this, is, this game's going to be nuts. Um, cause that boss fight, I've not seen something like that in a while <laughs> or, or to that degree. It is like, it, it's sort of, it's sort of like a fight that you generally would see in a, in a cinematic. Yeah. Um, while it is very, it does take control away from the player every once in a while. You still feel like you're controlling these actions all the time. Cause it's this like huge colossal fight that just keeps going and going on. And, um, uh, the the thing about me is when I first finished that fight, I was like, if they keep doing this, this game is going to be insane. 
and they they actually haven't, which is something that I'm quite disappointed of. It's, it's sort of <laughs> like the oh man, they they kind of blew their load on this opening huge fight thing and haven't really seen anything else like that since then. But um, it's still really an impressive um, like set piece moment. It's tough to talk about, but I actually like that. Actually, feeds into some of my disappointment with the game as well, mm. uh, and and it is such a ridiculous thing. Uh, it feels like a ridiculous thing to be disappointed by because it's like, oh, I thought the game was going to be this big, but it's actually only this big. And you like, you know, you do the fucking fish measurement. Mm. Um, you know the the fish is this big and you spread your hands this far apart and you're like, I thought it was this big, but it was only this big, but you only move your fucking hands in like five centimeters. And you're like, it's like, that's still pretty fucking big. Yeah. It's still fucking big. You like, I think, yeah, they just set this fucking, this crazy expectation suddenly. I, it's because it, it is a direct sequel to God of War three though. Right. Like yeah. in some ways, if you remember God of War 3, then I think you have expectations of what Kratos is about. I kept sitting there, uh, anytime anyone would sass Kratos, I'd be like, you have no idea. <laughs> How easy you can it's, rip it it's, You have no idea what, what forces you are playing with. This is not a good idea, but I will happily be the one to lodge an axe in your brain. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing that is a mild spoiler. Uh, you have to find the squirrel. Atreus has the ability if you press the square, press and hold square. Uh, he has the ability to summon animals hmm. uh, with his bow. Yeah. His bow lets him do that. And you can summon, like, a bunch of different things. Uh, but one of them is the, uh, I think it's called the Grumpy Squirrel. Yeah. And uh, this squirrel is the best. The best. There's, like, there's just, there's sarcastic fucks all throughout this game. And it's yeah. wonderful. I love it to bits. Like, all over the fucking show, you've just got these, like, uh, Atreus being a sarcastic fuck. Because, like, Kratos is this gruff like, no-nonsense, uh, rarely speaking, like, dude, like, fucking Man Mountain. And, yeah, it's... I think they found it hard to convey personality with him. Uh, and so they convey... But they convey a shit ton with Atreus and some of the other characters that you'll meet. Uh, but this squirrel is the best of them. The best of all of them. Uh, he shows up, like, anytime you call him... Uh, he will show up and, and find you a consumable nearby, which is very helpful if you're low on health. Um, he'll find you a health consumable uh, and also helpful if you need um, uh, rage so you can do your Spartan rage um, because he can find you a rage consumable instead depending on how you set him up. Yeah. Um, and every time he shows up, he ladles shit onto both of you he'll be like uh i was busy this isn't very convenient for me and that's like that's the tame mm. version or he'll show up like you you call me in here for this well here you go fucko or uh uh what else oh a good one was uh he showed up 
and I hadn't actually, I didn't actually need him to show up. I just accidentally held square. Uh, and he showed up and he's like, oh, fuck you. And then he nicked off again. And uh, basically every time he shows up, he just insults you and then rolls off again because he is the, his Ratatuska, uh, the squirrel that carries messages on Yugad's roll, the world tree. Yeah. And he's a very busy squirrel. And he's not happy with you calling him away from his business. He's amazing. He's the best. Yeah. I, I call him in just for the fun of it sometimes. <laughs> just randoms. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is that the um, the combat, you're not just controlling Kratos. You're controlling his, his kid as well. Yeah. Um, so he's got the ability to shoot arrows at people. Um, you can... There's leveling up mechanics as well within the game. And, and once you level up certain aspects of him as well, he can then start, uh, like, melee combat and uh, stunning other enemies and choking them out. You can kind of combo with him as well. Um, yeah. And you can actually, yeah, trigger these, like, certain things while you're using Kratos to fight as well. So you press the X, uh, the square button, to shoot your arrows um, at enemies and trigger, like, some of these abilities that he's got. So that that's, like, um, yeah, you can actually do quite a lot with like what's going on or even just oh i'm gonna aim at this uh bomb that's over here or something and while i'm fighting these guys he can shoot that and blow that thing up and it works in puzzle elements as well yeah um, so he's like, critical to solving puzzles yeah yeah you use him quite a lot um and like kratos will use axe to um, yeah it's like got this froze like frost ability mm-hmm. tied to it you can freeze enemies um and you can the, I, I love his uh he like throws the axe at people uh, yep. or at places and he sort of uh pulls it back to him sort of like thor does in the um in the marvel films or or the comics where it just like sort of just whisks back to his hands and that effect looks sick because you can actually uh use that to lo- like throw it at an enemy and sometimes it'll get stuck in the ground or stuck in the wall but then you can position it so that it comes back and hits them on the way the way through or yep. even do things like, hey, I've got this ability now where I can mark six different targets and throw it out and it'll sort of boomerang around people and then in midair come back to you and maybe hit something else on the way through. There's like this whole array of, even though you've got this fucking axe, as you progress through the game, you sort of start leveling, leveling it up and getting different runes for it that do different abilities. Uh, there's so many different combinations that you can sort of work with that, that the axe allows you to, to do. And then you sort of combine that with um, with your kid as well and, and he necessarily doesn't have like the thing you're talking about with the squirrels um, yeah. I've got like wolves so I've got this wolf ability that jumps out and you can summon them and they, they stun enemies and so there's like there's, there's heaps of different ways you can sort of approach the game and sort of I had to stop using the wolves though why is that they're too OP too OP they're crazy <laughs> they're fucking nuts you can get fucking five of the fucking things showing up Hmm. Um, I used them on those those bosses I was complaining about earlier yeah. uh, because like I got rid of the squirrel, but I started just using the squirrel as like also because uh, yeah, otherwise like using Atreus, uh, like full blown using Atreus and all of Kratos's power makes there are like a lot of trivially easy fights in the game, uh, like 
just stuff that shouldn't be trying to fight you. Uh, and you just fucking you can rip through it so fucking quick. Uh, if you want to keep it interesting, I found it was better to yeah sort of hamstring yourself a little, and that's why I found Ratatuska, uh super helpful because he's very entertaining while also not being super helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really dig the story and the characters. I think the portrayal of Kratos by uh, Teal'c is really good. Um, and he's that that kid. There's like a ten year old kid that's playing him. Um, yeah. Who fucking has a lot of dialogue <laughs> in the game. Yeah. Um, and I think it works really well. Like, there's a lot of story beats and and him talking about like uh, mythology and lore. Um, and there's even like I feel like there are really good funny moments in the game as well. Yeah. Like Kratos comes across as this very straight, straight edged person, but he does drop some funny lines every once in a while. Yeah. Um, which I really dig. And then, yeah, like you talked about, the introduction of other characters are sort of coming and the way they interact with each other um, it is awesome. So, yeah, I, I was, I'm quite impressed by the, the, the characterization of where they've kind of taken him. Um, and just, like, things that happen in that story and you can see them building up to certain elements and you're like, holy shit, this is going to... He's about to cut loose and all this sort of stuff. Um, I think it's done really well those sort of things and and yeah i think we need to do separate <laughs> a separate podcast at some stage where we talk about a lot of this stuff because there's there's so much to go into in terms of that story yeah absolutely um yeah like yeah i absolutely loved it i did love it i've got my gripes hmm. uh but yeah i loved it a bit uh and i'm really looking forward to, to talking about why yeah I, I loved it like what it was it what it did that I thought was spectacular. Oh, hey, that re- while, while I'm talking about how much I love it, I remembered something else that pissed me off. Um, fucking no loading screens thing. Mm. So you just wind up like waiting around for ages. <laughs> it is so transparent and I just don't appreciate it as a fucking as a mechanic in a game it's just not something that i think is like particularly clever oh we've got no loading screens instead instead it just takes fucking ages to get places sometimes Mm. you know like uh i feel like this is not the best solution like eh. i think that like the fast travel one in particular is the most standout thing like because it's just this um this like gateway this door that's sort of in certain places you walk through it and then it sort of takes you to this weird circular sort of level um yeah and there's nothing really to do in there and the first time i went there i i, I literally got myself killed because i jumped off an edge because i was like oh um i'm gonna see what happens here sure. and uh and i was like well i'm not really sure what i'm supposed to be doing and then the actual loading screen uh, what like kind of stopped and then I was like alright you should go through this door and it sort of just popped up behind me um, there's really nothing there to do but yep. there is the, the way they do the um, um, the like getting between the realms and um, sort of like their interpretation of the, the rainbow bridge sort of yep. stuff um, not, not the rainbow bridge what I'm thinking of um, what do they call it yeah the rainbow bridge, rainbow bridge. yeah that's what it is um, like at least that is visually interesting. Like shit it's visually interesting, but wait until you wait until you like you're 
at the, like at the end of the game and you're trying to go from Muspelheim to Niflheim to fucking uh, Alfheim or whatever the fuck it is like you're trying to switch between them you're like oh here we go I guess I'll wait for this laser yeah very tedious yeah um yeah there's uh the Muspelheim and um, Niflheim are like two challenge realms. They're fucking awesome. I really like them. Um, Which yeah. is like side content stuff. Like, there's a lot. I I, I was playing it. Um, was it yesterday, the day before, and uh, you you guys are talking about it. I don't know, at that stage, I didn't realize there were side missions. I was like literally just <laughs> playing the game. What I thought what I was doing until you. I think you guys mentioned it and I jumped into the quest log and I was like oh shit there's actually side missions in this game <laughs> and so I started doing some of those and um, yeah even those like missions have interesting story elements and story like quests that seem to not just be like like there are the hey collect 10 of these or go collect 3 of these but there are some that are actually that Epic do, world do drag on yeah epic world building with like multiple stages and like like side shit inside this side mission shit mm. like uh, I can't say it but yeah it's there's there's just yeah it felt it feels sometimes it feels like they're like just fucking uh, we could go we, we, we could do more mm. You're like you've already done so much, and they're like, "But we could do more." Like, if if you want to, I guess. Um, yeah, so I got to like. Someone was talking about someone yesterday was talking about the boss fights, mm-hmm. and it made me realize uh, that I did like that some of the fights that you like that are considered from boss fights because of the way they're framed. Yeah. Uh, just nothing. But I think that's just because I finished the game. And it, it does sort of a little bit of a Dark Souls thing where, like, uh, at some point you get deep enough in that, uh, like, just Capra demons start showing up around the place, you know? Like, they're just regular shit. And you're like, uh, what boss fight are you fucking talking about? And they're like, oh, you know, you fight bloody blah And you're like, Oh yeah, that was a boss fight at one point. <laughs> yeah, that was a boss fight one. And now they spawn three of them on me. Yeah, yeah. Now they spawn three of them mid boss fight. Okay, <laughs> something tough and you're like, uh, right. Yeah. But you yeah. know at that stage the thing to beat or, or like the the movesets that it does. Yeah, you know all its movesets and you probably actually have a trick up your sleeve to shut it down super quick anyway. So you're like eh. Maybe five wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah um yeah it's it's an awesome game it's definitely definitely worth getting yeah so uh, for, i know for me like you guys have have finished it or at least you'd finished it nate hadn't yeah. finished it but he had a lot of gripes um yeah i'm as i said 15 to 20 i think i'm about 20 hours in there's no mm. real way for me to check i'm not too sure um yeah. but I, I don't really have any like huge gripes with it where i would negate some scores but that's like i'm not at the end yet i don't know the story pays off i don't know if it gets a bit more tedious in terms of uh like the boss fights and and that sort of thing um but it's hard for me to fault some of the stuff at the moment i'm really enjoying like all of it 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, when when the reviews so the reviews started hitting last night. I think yes. we were out last night and they started like, five p.m. Yeah, um, I was kind of thinking it'd be about the nineties, like eighty nine to ninety one ish. Um, so yeah, it's it's high a lot higher than that. It's currently a ninety four on Metacritic, which is ridiculously high. Um, and it's hard for me, like, unless something ridiculous happens, I don't see how this game doesn't end up on my top five of the year. Um, I'd say even with all my complaints and whatever, it's going to be in my top five, especially now that I've realized that Spider-Man's going to be utter garbage. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I was like saying this yesterday, like what the fuck happened? Cause I, I guess Red Dead is the next big one that everyone's hanging out for like what happens when that game comes out um it's going to be like this huge battle between i feel like now god of war and and red dead two completely different types of games yeah uh yeah it's gonna be bananas um like i i don't know man i wouldn't bet against Red Dead. Yeah, neither would I. I wouldn't. But if this thing's getting like nine, like ninety, what was GTA like ninety six, ninety five? Uh, yeah, something like that. Like yeah. a total, total overall score. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it seems like it's going to be a good year for video games. If it, yeah. like it's fucking April and this thing is just hit. True, 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 and yeah. 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 And I'm like, I don't know who I would not recommend this game to. It's kind of, I guess if you don't like action combat games. You can turn it down to easy and it's Yeah, like, play for the story, it's right? easy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, so I, I think you'd still get a lot out of it. I mean... It, like, it's it, got it, the Zelda elements, right? It's it's basically exactly. a Zelda game with good combat. Um, you were saying, I forgot, I forgot to interrupt you before, but the fucking, um, like, recalling your axe... Yeah. You can use that. Have you used it in any puzzles yet? Yeah. It's the only way to solve a couple of puzzles. And you feel like a fucking genius when you work it out. It's fucking awesome. I love that. It's kind of like there's things in the world you need to destroy and and you'll maybe need to throw it in one place and then walk around somewhere else and sort of recall it. Just kind of do stuff like that. I feel like it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good things to talk about in this game. And I think we'll have to... um, yeah, we'll do a special. Drag a couple other people on and we'll talk about it. Might get Jung on, see what, because I know Jung has thoughts. Yeah, and so is Nate. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got bad thoughts, so maybe we don't get him on. I don't know. He, he <laughs> likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, Anyways. that is out, yeah, April 20th, so another week from now. Sony was yeah. really confident about this game. <laughs> Super confident. Um, yeah, they were. They were certain, basically. Um, you, uh, you didn't... Oh, and the game's fucking super pretty. It's very pretty. It's, <laughs> it's crazy pretty. You're playing on PlayStation 4 Pro, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I was playing it on prioritized performance. Okay, so 60 frames. Yes, uh, because I was actually finding it be dropping some frames really early on. I didn't, it didn't. It wasn't dropping frames afterwards, but yeah, early on. Uh, I found it was dropping frames at 4K, which I wasn't wasn't really about because uh, it was impacting the combat a little bit. Right. Yeah. 
uh, doesn't drop any frames on performance mode though. So yeah, yeah. yeah you're playing on regular PlayStation, right? Yeah, I'm just on regular. Um, so you guys drop frames. Uh, I mean, it it runs fine. Like fine. it's 30 frames, I think, for majority of the time. Right. Um, it's not impacting my combat performance, from what I can tell. Yeah, that um, no, looks fine. Uh, and it, yeah, it's running on HDR as well, so it looks super pretty as well. It's good. It's really good. Um, yeah. I'll yeah. So um, I was watching Game Informer's uh, videos about the web swinging in Spider Man. Yeah. And I realized it's going to be garbage. Okay. Which is a shame. Mm. I thought it was going to be really good. I thought they really got it, but you don't have like proper momentum because you never come, like, he'll never come to a, a standstill. They were talking about in their video oh, okay. how it's really important that you never, like, feel like uh, Spider Man has, has failed. So when you slam into a wall, he uh, won't, runs. and he just runs up the wall. When yeah. have you ever seen Spider-Man slam into a wall other than when he was like, yeah, intentionally tried to stop? I want him to slam into walls and stuff. Oh, okay. Maybe I there want- is a button that allows you to do that. Because then that would mean that, that web swing would actually be, you know... A skill. Chal- a skill, yeah. Something you'd actually have to try to do instead of basically just being autopilot shit, which is what it is. Hmm. it doesn't... Like you watch the video and it doesn't look like he like they talk about momentum, but it doesn't feel like he's got more momentum uh, or less momentum at the end of a swing. It doesn't feel like he slows down. I guess they cut a lot uh, while he's swinging, but it doesn't feel like he slows down enough. Right. Well, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. It's coming out next next uh, next couple of months. Septemberish. Yeah. All right. Should we um, do some news? Should we do some news? Yeah, I, I guess if you got any questions about God of War, hit us up. Let us hit know. us up. Yeah, we can now talk about it. Except, don't ask where fucking Ratatuska's summon thing is because I legit can't remember. I just I found it. I don't know anyone else who's found it. Hmm. Let's try and be bananas. How early in did you get it? Do you know? Yeah, directly after the wolves. I had it. That was my second, oh. the second thing I got. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that yet. Maybe it was a side quest. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Sure. I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, you should play it. It's out next week. Goodbye. It's good. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk, talk about it more next week anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we're still playing. It sounds like you're going to try and 100% it. Uh, I might not anymore. You've given up? I beat normal. I know. I beat the beat the boss I was struggling with hmm. uh, and I, like I think that was what was driving me to continue playing and so now I don't I'm not incentivized to continue any further yep because yeah, I feel like I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish in the game there is one other thing that I think promises a pretty good fucking fight but there's a good chunk of grinding that I'd need to do to get to it so I'm like eh, pass yeah. alright should we do some news let's do it alright first up we've got the uh, the former Rainbow Six Siege Australian team Mindfreak has now signed uh, well they left Mindfreak Pro and they have now signed with Fnatic 
They're uh, acquired by Fnatic. Yeah, they're a, a big European uh, esports organization. Yeah. Um, so Mindfreak Pro were uh, they came eighth at the Rainbow Six Siege Invitational, uh, yeah. which was held uh, about two months back, and they're currently in the uh, grand final for the the event coming up this weekend. Yeah, uh, which I guess is sort of half of the course of them these days, right? Mm. Uh, they, they're just, they're very good. Um, yeah. I'm a bit annoyed at me. <laughs> Why is that? They hit me up and they told me that uh, they wouldn't do an interview with Red Bull. Oh. Mm. They got some... Uh... Another energy drink sponsors them. Right. And so they don't want to be doing an interview with Red Bull. And I think that's horseshit. I looked it up. Hmm. I wonder I wonder what Mind Freak's team value would be if they hadn't been covered so extensively by Red Bull. Yeah. I'm I'm like obviously obviously I'm not trying to take credit for any of their accomplishments. I'm just saying if you Google my uh, Mind Freak Rainbow Six, uh, multiple Red Bull stories come up before anything else, uh, or they did before. Now the story is that they've been signed to Fnatic, but prior to that, uh, we were we ranked above their Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would find out about Mind Freak Rainbow Six from Red Bull before anyone else. So I guarantee you that Fnatic read. Red Bull to find out details, but no, no, can't get into you. It's fucking garbage. I'm very grumpy about it. It's just, it's just a shitty way to go about it. I would never like. I'm not gonna put like the fucking logo. I like they're not even on the fucking jerseys. This energy drink isn't even on the fucking jerseys. But yeah, they won't allow them to be interviewed. Like that's fucking dumb. Yeah, like that's taking it too far. I guess we'll stop any Red Bull teams from being interviewed by Monsters fucking esports editors. Oh wait, Monster doesn't write anything, right? They just stop people from writing shit. Perfect. What a bunch of fucks. Anyway, I'm very grumpy. Yeah. Um, Rainbow sold thirty million copies as well. So they passed it. Past thirty million copies. Yeah. Crazy. It's a lot of a lot of numbers, big numbers. Yeah, uh, goes to show that if you you know pay attention to the community, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, it's good. So this is, is this the second uh, Australian team that's been picked up by an international team. Uh, what and Renegades? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I feel like Renegades is the other one. Um, I the back of my mind says it's not correct, but. I can't think of who the other team is. I'm sure it's happened before. Yeah. But for the life of me, I can't think of who. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a big deal. It's kind yeah. Of- it's good. It's like, I'm, I'm stoked for them. I'm very grumpy, obviously, from a professional standpoint, but uh, I'm stoked that they like got picked up and have been recognized as fucking uh, awesome. Um, an awesome team. And Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we got hit up um, 
Uh, I saw a Twitter message go up about um, the Rainbow Six uh, finals that are happening, I think, and quite relatively soon. Um, and they're doing like two teams from like each region. So there'll be two from APAC um, going. And right. at that stage, I was like, oh, maybe that's because uh, I think a day before that happened, Mindfreak Pro announced that their team was leaving. Um, but in that statement as well, the team kind of said they were going to stick together. So I, I had an idea they were moving on to another team, but I didn't really know who. Um, yeah. And when Ubisoft kind of hit us up to say, hey, do you want to do a, an interview with these guys? I was like, oh, okay, maybe. All right. So I had a feeling at that stage, like Mind Freak were going to be the team announced for this um, this big invitational thing that was happening. But I was like, oh, okay. But so who's signing them then? I did not expect a team like Fnatic to pick them up or such a big international team. <laughs> like I was thinking it was going to be like another local sports team or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's very, very different to what I was guessing. Yeah, that's huge. It's it's a huge deal. Um, and yeah, I think it's Fnatic. Like Fnatic didn't have a team, did they? In no, they didn't. Yeah, they do now. They do now. Yeah, and this is coming from like a team that uh, did extremely well in the the World Invitational. That aren't living in gaming houses. They do this. Uh, they've all got like jobs outside of this yeah. um, and for them to be doing so well in the local scene as well as the international scene um, yeah that obviously got them some some big recognition so I'm curious to see what this now entails them to do like can they now do this full time or um, be interesting to see I could never tell you though because talk to them. I'm not allowed to talk to them so cool mm, fun fun alright should we move on what else have we got um Ghost Recon Wildlands is getting another update. Um, uh, it's got Sam Fisher in it. Yeah. Yeah, you, well, you sound upset about this. No, I'm not upset. I'm just nothing about it. Eh? No. Uh, so what I think is the interesting part about it is they've got yeah. uh, Michael Ironside back to voice him um, for this update. And so Ironside's been out of um, the Ghost Recon role for a while. And... So now a lot of people are speculating that maybe he's back. He's coming back to do the next game. Because there has been some rumors that there's new Splinter Cell in the making. Um, and for him to come back and voice a couple of lines for a small update. And yeah. for him to also be doing some, it looks like, some marketing around it as well. Um, he was on the Xbox show. Xbox Insider show, I think. Oh, uh, was he? As well for quite a while. And uh, he was chatting with the... Uh, uh, like Major Nelson about you know playing the character for for so many years and how much he loves and all this stuff. So I feel like they're um I feel like they're coming back to him for the next game. It's just otherwise it's a weird thing to do. Like why not get the existing guy to voice it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I would like to see them do another. Um, Splinter Cell and obviously Ironside I think Ironside is a must have to be honest mm. um, but I don't know I don't know if they're like like I said on Twitter forget fucking forget a Splinter Cell standalone game does this mean we're getting a Predator standalone game? <laughs> that's the real question the, and Michael Ironside is, uh, is is the Sam Fisher that's fighting the Predator 
Oh my dear God. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. That'd be so good. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Sign me up. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> uh, he gets he gets uh, transported to the Predator homeworld. Yes. It's just him destroying Predators. I sneak through to get back home and get someone. Yeah. 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 Anyway, call us. We can design this for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, um, I guess we'll hear about more of that shortly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. What else we got here? Some esports stuff. You can talk about that because I don't know anything about it. Uh, the esports academy is opening up at the Microsoft Store. It's a pretty cool uh, little thing. They try- what they're trying to do is um, like teach people who are interested, people who are engaged with the concepts, uh, like basically what they need to know about getting into esports from a like from a perspective of people who've already done it. So Microsoft just partnered up with ESL Australia to put this on. Obviously ESL Australia is pretty fucking busy at the moment, but um they're still they're still gonna put this together. It's for one week. Basically you have to be in Sydney, but if it's something like I think it's a really interesting opportunity for people who are like young people who are interested in uh like esports as a career because it doesn't just look at like playing esports it looks at the many different avenues that you can take to get into esports yep. except for esports journalism doesn't really they did have on the slide that esports journalism was an option for people but they didn't ask the esports journalist of the year to join them on i don't know odd thought that was odd hmm. um maybe because you're branded with um they knew you loved God of War so much, and so you're on the uh, brand. They were like, "We can't do that." True, it's too late for me. Um, or maybe they just didn't want to. Maybe they didn't want to like get anyone's hopes up mm. by telling them they could be an esports journalist uh, when there's sharks in them, their waters, Luke. Yes, Sh- sharks. They'd be throwing them in the deep end of the pool with the fucking the tiger. That's me. I'm the tiger. <laughs> A tiger in a pool. Is that your new uh, energy drink, Tiger? Oh my lord, no! Oh. It sounds like it'd be made mostly of speed. If there was an energy <laughs> drink called Tiger, I would assume it was mostly speed. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So we went and had like a, a quick version of the the class, um, and yeah, it's it's an interesting like I, I think it's a really interesting sort of uh, approach. Uh, the uh, I guess the esports career concepts and it's I think we're, we're going to see a lot more of it this is like a, a day course like not even a day course it's like a three hour course um, but I think like and I, I don't like I don't think it'll count towards anything but it will be actually pretty informational for people who are interested in that avenue so I think that's really good um yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a pretty tight idea. Um, apparently, the, they're doing it at the New York Microsoft Store as well, although obviously not in collaboration with ESL Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Cool. Yeah. What else we got here? You can do this before uh, you write down. Um, ah. Yes, Billy Mitchell 
the uh, the villain from King of Kong has had his uh, records removed. So uh, you remember King of Kong, right? Yep. The movie, Steve Weeby. It's a documentary, right? Documentary, yes. Um, Steve Weeby and Billy Mitchell racing to see if you get uh, who could be the King of Kong. Uh, well, yeah. So uh, Twin Galaxies has removed Billy Mitchell's records, which means that Billy Mitchell is no longer the first person to have uh, the million point Donkey Kong record. Uh, which means Steve Weeby is the official first million point record holder. He's no longer like the highest score, but uh, he has become the king of Kong, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I reckon they should do a king of Kong too. I reckon they should dig into this. What if this is part of it? Oh. Yeah. If they're filming it right now, that'd be good. Yeah. Did you? Uh, so I, I watched some of the videos sort of leading up to this uh, in the last couple of weeks. Did you get a chance to talk about no. that sort of stuff? Like they're talking about the way he cheated and that sort of thing. Like there was speculation um, recently about, right. I guess this is sort of them doing the investigating and saying, yeah, all right, something here isn't right. Right. No, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but as I understand it, yeah, basically uh, he submitted it as like legit but like I mean even during the fucking documentary there was all kinds of whack shit going on like he didn't have a tape but they verified it anyway and all this kind of shit if you recall um yeah I don't know Twin Galaxies is as culpable in this as like as Billy Mitchell for accepting the scores yeah I think like halfway worked alongside him. Right. Like, uh, I don't know, in my opinion, they, they are just as, as culpable. Um, yeah. They, they, like, was, wasn't it like there was some like frame transition or something hmm. um, that the arcade version of Donkey Kong wasn't able to do or something? I can't remember. That, that was it, right? Like, and so when they saw it in uh, Mitchell's version, they were like, he must have been on um, uh, like emulator. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's the, that's the kind of videos that I was watching recently. And I'm saying, like, it seems like the boards he's using aren't official boards and they're, like, emulated and that could allow him to do, like, weird things with them. And, yeah. Right. There was, like, a 20 or 30-minute video that I watched a couple of weeks back talking about it. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I haven't seen the video, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. All right. That's the news. That's what we got. Fair enough. Um, do you have any questions? Did you see this new PUBG update come out? I what? Um, yesterday's new PUBG update. They changed the circle speeds, that sort of stuff, um, and they put up a new mode, which is uh, like a respawning mode. It's teams of 10, three teams, maximum of three teams, and you respawn in an area, you get points for kills, uh, you get negative points for getting uh, killed yourself. Um, yeah, and it's like first team to 200 wins. Okay. They're trying different things. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's pretty cool. We'll have to check it out. Uh, we have questions. Do we have questions? Uh, we do. Do we? Yeah. Uh, Drew writes, 
fuck you guys? Question mark. Not a question, Drew. Uh, he spelled it all wrong, but I believe he's done it on purpose. He's an idiot. Um, and he follows up with, is Baz, spelled Baz wrong, by the way, Drew, but don't stress. Uh, is Baz the best ever? Yeah. Uh, he's definitely the best at baiting me into fucking talking about Fortnite, so I'll he's give him that. He's done it again. He's done it again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, and Dangers follows up with, uh, very likely, but, uh, yeah, not, not great questions, boys. Uh, let's, let's lift our game here. Let's go a bit bigger. Um, you know, let's see some more essays, uh, but just chuck a tag a question mark on, on the end. Okay? Yep. Yep. Okay, hard. Let's do it. Yep. All right. That's the show. Should we wrap things up? Uh, after. Yeah, I guess we should. We should. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, the Windows Store, under the Gap, or the Podcast. If you search for us on any of those places, hopefully we'll come up. I haven't tried in a while, but I feel like people are still listening. Um, you can also rate and review us. helps other people find this show. If you want to send us any questions, you can email us to gapodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord, and that'll open up the app, and you can send Job questions if you want to. Um, we've also if got ch- chat channels in there people talking about different things voice channels people playing different games that's always good fun um, or you can also find us on social media which is twitter.com slash gapodcast facebook.com slash gapodcast and our website which is gapodcast.com as all the links we just talked about including past episodes of this show if you want to find them individually you can do individually you can do that um, and that's all thanks to our Patreon members if you want to help support this show you can go to patreon.com Slash the GA podcast. Much we appreciate everyone that does that every week. You're awesome. Um, we actually really do appreciate it. We do. And uh, Joe, anything you want to pimp out this week? Uh, I did a I did a show. Huh? Uh, on um on Skippy TV called the Podium. Yeah. It's like a highlights show. Uh, go check it out. Um, I want to. Yeah. We'll grow it, obviously, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good, a good place to start. Yep. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Luke? Um, or me? What can you find? Uh, go to Survivor.com, and there's there's probably things up there soon. Next couple nice. of weeks, I got things going. On. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it. You can find me on Twitter.com/slash Luke Laurie if you want to find me on that social media place where I post things sometimes. You're nice. on there as well, right? I am. Oh, you want me to say where? Yeah. Ah, I'm at Joey Jojo. Okay, cool. Good stuff. That's the show. Um, uh, God of War. It's pretty good. What's your What's your favorite line in the entire thing? Um, Is it boy? Boy. <laughs> that a lot. How many? I forgot his name. I forgot to trace his name. I swear to God. Oh my god! I was like, "Does he even have a name?" Oh man, what is it? And it sounds like sometimes they just use the same recording to start it off. Like, boy, ha. what does that say? <laughs> yeah, it's that is my favorite line. There, what does that say, boy? <laughs> what is this? Like, uh, Get back to work. Read me this dialogue. I think my favorite is when Atreus starts doing it, though. Ah, oh, does he does he give him a bit of shit about it? Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. That's awesome. Uh, yep. 
All right, that's the show. That's your weekend as well. We're out of here. We're getting out. Let's get. Let's go do drinks. No, there was another line. There was another line. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, uh, but I probably shouldn't say it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you should. Yeah, okay, fine. I won't. Yeah. But it, it fucking destroyed me. I was like cackling. Cackling. Anyway. <laughs> All right. See you next yeah. week. See you.